Welcome back, Business Casual listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to hear from me, to hear from the perspective of an entrepreneur living life in America as a black man with all of the ups and downs that it takes. I just want to talk about one of the things that really makes me feel good about being black. And that thing is the struggle. Now, one of the things that I understand about the struggle is that too many people fall in love with it. Too many people take struggling as a condition that they want to be in forever. Too many people in my community wallow in struggle for their whole life. But one of the things that if you use struggle the proper way, it can be like resistance. When you're in the gym and you're lifting weights and the resistance tears your muscles down and the time between struggles when you're not in the gym and you're eating properly and you're rebuilding that muscle tissue and those fibers, you start to understand that that pain has a gain to it. And the father didn't make you black by accident. He made you black in a world where everybody hates you, where the odds are stacked against you, where the system is not in your favor for you to be able to have the best mental, spiritual, and physical weight room known to man, which is life. And instead of being put in the best position, you're being put in the worst position. And a lot of times being put in the worst position in the beginning looks daunting. The task looks absolutely insurmountable. It's like being at the base of the highest mountain in the world and having to scale it and figuring out along the way that Oh, I need shoes. I need proper gear. Because what was needed at the base of the mountain is not going to be needed in the middle. What's needed at the middle of the mountain is not going to be needed at the top. And one of the things we know about going up in atmosphere is that the air becomes more rare. It becomes more thin. And if you're put on this earth as a black person, you should be thankful that you are in last place because there's nothing, no other place to go but up. And if you fall back down, it's not like you haven't been there before. And this can go for a lot of different people groups, but I'm just speaking about my personal experience. We are chained in the black community, especially if you come from an impoverished mindset, because I don't believe that anybody's poor that lives in America, really. 
because there's too much opportunity here. It's like being a part of the lottery and you won by being born in a first world country with a cell phone, with transportation, with an economy that's maybe not at the peak like it used to be, but it's still really, really good. And one of the things that we have to take from this whole situation is that the people that are put in the worst situations have the best stories. They sell books about the person who triumphed. And if you don't have anything to triumph, life is kind of meaningless a lot of the times. It can still be meaningful for taking your wealth or taking your position in life to give back to others and to bless them. But it's a whole different situation to come from a very impoverished situation, climb the ladder, allow God to put you in situations to test your character, take knots on the head and become successful. That's a life worth living. And I believe a lot of times we don't understand while we're going through certain phases and stages in life that every stage that you're at is what you need. And sometimes we look so forward into the future of things will be better, things will be better, things will be better, that when we're in better, we're thinking about great. When we're in great, we're thinking about perfect. And perfect doesn't exist. So, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I want to remind you to be thankful for the situation and the level that you're at. I want you to be thankful for if you've fallen back down the mountain and you're looking up at your life and you see that you used to be at a certain level and now you're not even operating there, be thankful because God is showing you that you could get back up. You can scale that mountain again. And the only thing standing between you and the summit is is your mind in the game. Is your spirit connected to a higher power, the Father, Jesus? Is your mind healthy? And a lot of times people want to scale a mountain, but they don't want to do the proper preparation to learn to do it. They don't want to ask questions about people who've reached the level of success that they want to get to. And if they do ask questions, they don't put it into practice for their life. And as much as I'm speaking to you, I'm also speaking to myself. There's been so many positions that I've been at life where I've asked for help, got great answers, and something in me did not take the advice to heart. It didn't become a lifestyle. It didn't become entrenched in my character. And I suffered for it. 
I suffered for years for. And I just want to be that beacon of light to tell somebody, hey, if you're going to ask for questions on how to summit, how to get to the summit, really take the advice. Really make it a part of your daily habits. Cut out things that successful people in the area that you're looking to get to in life tell you to cut out. Seek out teachers and guidance and leaders and test their spirit to make sure that they're really in your corner. Because there's a lot of financial advisors that aren't really financially advising. They're selling products. There's a lot of life coaches that don't really want your life to be fixed. Because if your life gets fixed, you don't need them. Understand that when you are going to a new level, that a lot of people aren't going to be able to come with you the higher you go up the mountain. During base camp, it's tons and tons and tons of people around. But as soon as you get up to a certain elevation, you look around and pretty much half those people aren't even there. And by the time you get to the summit, you realize it's just you and maybe one other person, your spouse. So one of the things I want to leave you with is don't look at any bit of who you are as some sort of deficiency because your mind is the most powerful thing you have. Everything that you have been born with is exactly what you needed to live the most successful, fulfilling life in Christ. Because we can't separate from our our God and expect to have a good life. Reconnect with him so he can show you that every one of your talents has has a purpose and a meaning. Every one of your setbacks had a purpose and has a meaning. Every one of the times that people gifted you something or brought you something, it was his hand that allowed it. Every negative thing, understand that it was his hand that allowed it. And a lot of times when we listen to God, he can take us to a different place. But we have to be comfortable with shedding some things. We have to be comfortable with understanding we can't bring everything to the summit. Because once you get to the summit, it's just you and him. And the impact that he wants to leave with you on the world. God is looking for vessels that he can maneuver and use. But you have to be open. And black man, I know that society has told you that the father is not real, that the most high is not real. I know that your father figures didn't show you all of the best things, 
I know that you learned so many bad habits from the people that was put over you. But it was all to test you. It was all to make you better. It was all to put you in the gym of life and to shred you and give you muscle so that your mental fortitude, your spiritual fortitude will take you to the next level. And one of the things that God wants me to speak to you about is sometimes when he's asking you to let people go, when he's asking you to let things go, it's us who block God's hand in our lives. Nobody else. Nobody else. It's us. We do it. God is always willing and able and ready to speak to you ready to help you out, ready to to lend you a a hand, ready to pull you where you need to go. But he's not going to take you outside of his will. So if you're in sin and if you're doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing, expecting results that you haven't worked for, wanting to go places where you haven't budgeted for, then who's really at fault? Is it you or is it God? Is it you or is it God? Black man. Love yourself. Love people around you. Treat people the way you wanted to be treated. And we will see a better life. We will see a better economy. We'll see a better standard of our in our communities because everything black man in your community starts with you and i love you i care about you until next time this is miles brown with business casual stay encouraged it's all working together for your good and christ who loves you he shed his blood for you you are very expensive You are very much loved. There is somebody who cares. Seek him. Pray to him. Love him. And every step you make to him, he'll make 10 steps towards you. Peace.